Here's what's coming up in season four of The Bible for Normal People. I I just was fascinated by human beings, and I saw God in human beings. You know, that Imago Dei concept just for me was intuitive. Eventually, someone put me in touch with the Jesuits. They're a Catholic men's religious order. We take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. This did lead me to to want to look at the scriptures with fewer presuppositions. St. Ignatius says, which I love, we are loved sinners. We're loved by God and redeemed by God, and we're also sinful. I mean, we're all all of us are sinful people. I'm thinking about all the psychological nuances, what's going on here in terms of mental illness, trauma, emotional health, spiritual health. How is the faith-based component working for them? How is it actually harming the system in many ways? And so we read it with an intelligent eye, but you know, we see it as the inspired word of God. In a couple places, he, you know, he makes dirty jokes. In Galatians, he wants his critics castrated. He's on the subject of circumcision and, and he just loses his temper and he says they just ought to go castrate themselves. We have to remind ourselves that these were written by, you know, four different people or four different editors who put the, their stories together at four different times for four different communities. That doesn't mean they're they're false. It just doesn't mean that, you know, you can take these things literally. If we're trying to understand authorial intention, we can't strip it of its emotion and its aesthetics. Jesus said to love your enemies. And is it possible that he meant even the enemies inside your own soul? Is it possible that extends even to the parts of yourself you don't like? Wow, I never thought of the disciples really being afraid of this guy that they were following as well as loving him. You can't heal what you don't bring to the surface to acknowledge. There's so much relief that comes as you learn to engage some of those painful and hard emotions. Is he sarcastic? He's sarcastic. Thank goodness. That's my love language. That's why I like Paul so much. It it can be easier to, when faced with someone who's in grief, say things like, well, God works all things together for the good, you know, hope for it's the best, And, and not really being able to connect with other humans at this deep emotional level and empathy and being present with because it's too hard. But, you know, our imagination is a gift that God gives us. And, you know, even when Jesus is recounting a parable, he's asking people to kind of imagine themselves in a story. I don't know, maybe when people are are giving platitudes, it's what happens when you're not in, to use the phrase, in touch with yourself and really sort of know what makes you tick. Because we don't tend to change or grow in the context of criticism and judgment. We grow and change in the context of compassion, and that also applies to our internal relationship with ourselves. Hey, guess what, everyone? You don't change. People don't change when you yell at them and judge them and shame them and criticize them. They often change when you accept them fully. Like, that seems so fundamental to the gospel to me. You know, you, you can't be kind of an idiot when you come to Scripture and just open Oh, you'd be surprised, Jim. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Overdoing, let's say, notions of the sovereignty of God and the power of God, that's, that's a very non-intimate way of talking about the Creator, and it reflects more what's going on inside of us. I mean, it's impossible to hear, the, you know, the, the Passion proclaimed or, or read the Passion and not imagine it. Because we're not taught, I don't think, to listen well. And so much of what we need in the process of healing, in the process of becoming whole, is just a witness, someone to bear witness to what we're kind of thinking through or experiencing emotionally. It's frustrating that Christianity hasn't been the main repository and place to find this 
self-acceptance and self-grace and other acceptance and other grace, why isn't the church the one preaching this gospel? You know, I've heard things like, well, you just have to read more songs, or you have to pray harder, or just, have you been to church lately? And that you'd stop feeling this way. And that, that's why, you know, what you love to hear pastors say, you need a good therapist. You don't need to pray right now. That, that's not helping you. That might be a source of X, Y, and Z. You need someone to come alongside you to help you get to know yourself. Like I'd love in a sermon to just say, hey, you know, God wants to heal you. And you know what? He might use prayer and he might use a wonderful psychiatrist. A Jesuit friend of mine likes to say, I love this expression, in the sunshine of God's love, we see our shadows. You said something interesting about envy, about being a real sort of window to the soul. I mentioned it because Jared has a real problem with that. <laughs> And so you can send us a bill if you want sure. for the therapy here. So just okay. I don't. I don't really feel safe. <laughs> you don't feel safe. <laughs> Conversation. I'm sorry you feel that way, Jared. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year. TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.